Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host for CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. It is Friday, August the 14th, and I am freaked out because I just did that in a weird order compared to how I normally do. You're also freaked out. We're going to do a mailbag. It's weird because it's off order. Usually mailbags are Monday. Mailbags are Friday now instead of Monday. Mailbag! Uh, That is a good one. John Breach has really locked in um, this skill of his where he can say mailbag in the voice of the mailbox from PTI. That is certainly something that's going to net you innumerable, uh, profits in the, in the long-term future. Well, that guy has to retire at some point because I know it's not a recording. It has to be a live person. That's the only thing that would make sense. And when he retires, I step in just like when the Saturday night live announcer retires, I'm going to step in for that too. You do that voice. I can't, no, I mean, he, I, already, he already retired. Right? Oh yeah, I think he did. There might be a new. Well, they didn't event. call me. They should have called me. Warren Michaels, if you're listening, I could do the opening. Why don't you introduce um, Eddie Murphy and Taylor Swift to to? Uh, I got to hear the opening first. I can't just do it. It's been a while. You're probably not going to get that job then. That's why you got fired? Yeah. What? I don't have it yet. I can't get fired. Yeah, I mean that's probably why Lauren didn't call you. Hey, hey, John, I really need you to do this job right now. You're like, I'm sorry, Lauren. I need to hear the, the music first. Reach, just- I'm sorry, Warren. I'm doing a podcast with Will Brinson, which is way more important. <laughs> and Mike Golick Sr. Reach, just to, just to make clear, you can call Lauren Michaels Lauren. You can't call Doug Peterson Doug. <laughs> Lauren is pretty individual and unique. Okay. Look, you got to be great at what you do to earn the singular nickname. The singular, like Doug, is not the only Doug. Doug Peterson is not the only Doug in the world. Name another Doug. He is the Eagles fans. Dougie Fresh. First of Dougie all, Doug. What about the show Doug, whose name is just Doug, who dated Patty Mayonnaise for an extended right. period of time, mind you. Like you think you think that Doug Peterson is as famous as Doug, the character from Nickelodeon in the nineties? I don't think so. If he's on Nickelodeon, you can probably watch him on CBS All Access. That's right. CBS All Access. First month free if you want to check out the champions. Maybe they will uh, contact me <laughs> to, be to the... do that. Uh, to do, to do that recording. Uh, we should. Um, this is probably mailbag should probably be Friday anyway. I feel like Friday's a little looser. Like people wake up the first thing in the morning and you're trying to get your week started. You know, you brew that cup of coffee and you're like, and then all of a sudden we're yelling about Doug. Real, real quick, I do not want to stay long in this. Are you equally, if if not near as mad about me saying Carson instead of Wentz? Mm, no, that doesn't bother me for some reason. Okay, I don't think you care. I think you just you 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 can't go back now. So oh, you're oh, it doesn't make any sense. There's like a, a it's like a it, it, here's the thing that bothers me. It's this like s- sort of over the top level of familiarity, right? They're like Doug, Doug. You know, like he's your pal. 
This is coming from the person who says everyone's a friend of the podcast that you bumped into over the course of your 11. Anyone who has appeared on the podcast. Whether they remember you or not, your words is Again, a friend of the Yes, because Philadelphia fans, I would say, are very passionate about their sports. They do feel a sense of, like, they, they know their Why coach or they know their quarterback. Because is, if you go on a national radio show and you say Peterson, everyone knows who you're talking about. If you say Doug, there is going to be a question of which Doug are you talking about. And the point that I brought up a couple weeks ago, I, I do think it is national versus local. When I'm talking to Eagles fans and people in Philadelphia, I'm calling them Doug. But if I were to say it in just like a, a national conversation, it might be different. But I don't see you getting this mad about that guy that said Pete, as in Pete Carroll. Where's that same energy, Will? This is the thrust I've ever heard, Debo. Way to go. Let's get to the mailbag. Um, first, a question about me. Amazing pod, says Jared Peasley via Apple Podcasts. But why does Brinson finish so few of his sentences? Jared. So here, let, let me and Breach answer this question first. Okay. My, and there's if, a very short answer here, by the way. You're distracted. You're watching television. You're, you're getting texts from your wife. You know, she, you said that she's yelling at you. Robbie comes into the room. That's, that's my guess. One of those three things you get distracted. Yeah. Brinson has, the attention span length of a peanut. So literally, if another thought pops in his head, he goes with that thought, even if he didn't finish the prior thought, and that's it. That's Wilson's answer combined with my answer, combined with whatever Brinson might tell us, which he probably won't even finish because he'll start a new sentence. You know what's crazy is that the editors at CBSSports.com refer to Brinsoning as just leaving unfinished sentences and stories. Like yeah. I will be writing a sentence and then think of something else that I want to write about. Stop writing the sentence and go somewhere else in the story, edit something and then forget to come back and finish the sentence. I do like when I, and I don't write as much anymore, but when I wrote a lot, they would, they would constantly find unfinished sentences <laughs> in my stories. Now, part of that is because when I write, I usually do train of thought. Uh, but yeah, you guys are correct. I have a, a very short attention span. I am. I, I, I'm not trying to say I'm like, you know, galaxy brain or anything like that, but I think I have a pretty active, uh, brain and mind. And when like something, like if a squirrel were to leap onto my window right now, I would definitely forget what I was doing. Oh no, we'd have to stop the podcast for 10 minutes so that you yeah. could stare at the squirrel and then talk about it for I eight minutes. I think I just stopped my sentence there too. <laughs> and tweet about how a squirrel scared you. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, it's, if something else pops in my brain, I don't have this, uh, like a, a filter to stop it from, like, I can't push it to the back and save it for later. You know what I mean? That's just sort of where it is. And that's why I'll stop a train of thought and just go in a totally different direction. Yeah. Living with me is living with lots of unfinished sentences. That's just sort of the reality. Lots of Twitter drafts that aren't actually sent, which may surprise you. Not surprised. That is, that surprises me. Cause some of the tweets you sent are like, man, did he think that through? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Thanks. All right. Uh, C. Leslie says, awesome show. Question for the mailbag. This is a, I mean, what's happening here, by the way, with these heavy Eagles questions? We have to really dig in and examine the Eagles here. Question for the mailbag. If the Eagles stay healthy, can they be contenders this year? They addressed pretty much all of their needs this offseason. They had a good new pieces, yet still have returning veterans. Not to mention Miles Sanders looks like a potential star. 
aside from injury, I don't see how this team doesn't win the division easily and be a contender to come out of the NFC. But I feel like no one is talking about them. Hmm. Your thoughts. Um, should we defer to Breachbot 3000 or allow him to unleash no. Unleash no. the propaganda machine on Three the Cowboys? Thousand. Uh, well, first of all, I feel like Debo is testing Brinson to see how many Eagles questions he could sneak in the mailbag before Brinson would just delete the rundown and start making up questions because that does what it feels like looking at this. I will say, though, and of course I'm going to talk about the Cowboys. Yeah. I think that no one is talking about the Eagles because they're in the same division as the Cowboys and everyone's talking about the Cowboys. You think about what happened this offseason. It was all Dak, 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 Dak. Is he going to extension? Is he going to sign his uh, franchise tag deal? What's going to happen with Dak Prescott? Then you have Mike McCarthy. Uh, is this offense going to be that much better? This team won eight games uh, with an offense that should have been much better than it was. So I do not agree with the assessment in this question that the Eagles are easily going to win this division, but I do think the Eagles and Cowboys are neck and neck, but I could absolutely see the Cowboys winning the division. The Eagles are going to be good this year, uh, but I don't, I don't think they're going to easily win the division. Yeah, I'm shocked to hear that you think that the Cowboys are going to be good. I'm really concerned about my Go Cowboys. As for the Eagles, my only concern about the Eagles, and I, I want to hear what Debo thinks about this, is Andre Dillard to the left tackle. They know they, they re-signed Jason Peters. It looks like he's kicking inside. They have Lane Johnson. We know he's really good. And Jason Kelsey. Can Andre Dillard play left tackle consistently enough to, to protect Carson Wentz and or Jalen Hurts? But their draft class, they crushed it on paper. Um, and, and I like the players that they have on both sides of the ball. I think they'd be really good defensively. They got my guy, Javon Hargrave from the Steelers to play inside on that defensive line. But my biggest question mark, and maybe my really only question mark other than Carson Wentz's health, is, is Andre Dillard, uh, the 2019 first-round pick, playing left tackle consistently. Let me close out my famous dogs webpage and go over to my odds and see what the Eagles are. So I don't, here's my thing. I don't, um, I don't think that the Eagles are being slept on, but I also don't think the Eagles are going to easily win the division. There's not, not going to be anything easy about that division. The Cowboys are going to be a really good team. You know, I'm going to ask you next. What's that? Win totals for those teams. Oh yeah, sure. Let's, uh, I the odds, the odds real quick for the division from our friends at William Hill. Perfect. The Cowboys are plus 110 and the Eagles are plus 135. So it's pretty close to even. I see there. locally for me, I see minus 127 for the Cowboys plus 136 for the Eagles. I would much rather bank on Peterson getting the most out of that team at the plus money rather than laying the juice, uh, with Mike and what he might get out of Dak. Uh, as far as, um, uh, fun. As far as the win totals, do you have those in front of you as well, Breach? Um, I do not. They're both nine and a half. The Cowboys are juiced to the over minus 145. The Eagles are at minus 105 for the over. So again, kind of the same page for the Cowboys there. Slight favorites. Yeah, I mean, I think what's going to happen with these two teams is that you will probably see the division come down to the head to head, the two head to head matchups of the Cowboys and the Eagles. And that it's sort of simplifying the season, but I think that's a, there's a really good chance that that's what ultimately matters for those two. If one of those teams sweeps the head-to-head matchup, they're probably going to win the division. Well, and and the, the only two differences on their schedule, the two-game difference, is that the Eagles play the uh, Packers and Saints, mm. and the Cowboys play the Falcons and Vikings. So I don't know who it's you certainly do easier for there. the Cowboys. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, that's a much better matchup, but I, I don't know that it, you know. The Vikings did beat the Cowboys last year and maybe it, people, some people think Atlanta's going to be good. Um, yeah, I, I think one of the things that Howie Roseman has done really well 
now lost my Eagles depth chart. I just can't do anything right today. I mean, what, how am I losing? I mean, I'll tell you the positions. Did you see a squirrel? Close down your dog tabs. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's done a really good job of building depth across the board. And I think that this team resembles in, in large part what we saw in 2017. Now I don't know if it has that same upside, but they're loaded on, on the defensive line. And that's where Howie Roseman likes to build. Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham. They brought back Vinnie Curry, who's been there forever. Josh Sweat is like a sneaky 2018 fourth-round pick who could kind of develop. Uh, interior Malik Jackson, got to see if he's healthy. Of course, Fletcher Cox, a superstar. And Javon Hargrave, a really underrated free agent signing uh, out of Pittsburgh. Ryan can tell us just how, how good he is. So I think that group right there is going to be the core strength of the Eagles' defense. Adding Darius Slay on the back end is enormous because it shifts – everything down where now you have a legitimate number one corner. I think there's a decent chance it's a top five defense and certainly top 10. Neither one of those would surprise me. Uh, if offensively, I agree that Andre Dillard is a concern just because he's young. He's very talented. First round pick in 2019, but he has to live up to the standard set by Jason Peters for years. Uh, and they do have a you know parachute if, if, if Dillard doesn't work out in Peters, right? Um, losing Brandon Brooks is a big loss. But I, I'm really more concerned about the wide receiver group. Like, who's going to come out of that? Is Alshon Jeffrey going to return to being a true number one? Is Deshaun Jackson going to be a, a healthy guy who can take down the tear down the field? Is Jalen Rager going to contribute in, in his first year? Are John Hightower and, and Quez Watkins going to be guys that can help out? You know, Mar, uh, uh, Marquise Goodwin opted out, so he's not going to play. JJ Arcega Whiteside, Debo hates him. I like Thanks. him to take a leap in year two. Is that going to? Can Jay Jaws take a leap? The answer is no. Why not? Yeah, very down. Debo does not sound very optimistic about that, Brinson. I like the speed, though. They they went for speed with the draft picks and Goodwin, who didn't work out just in terms of opting out. But uh, are you buying that Miles Sanders is going to be the feature back for the first time since Andy since Andy was there? Yes, <laughs> I am buying Miles Sanders stock. Uh, I had a podcast listener DM me last night about a possible dynasty trade involving Miles Sanders. He was offered Miles Sanders and Ronald Jones. For Alvin Kamara. Hmm. I told I him, do not trade Kamara. I don't know if I would, how much, how much more does Kamara have left? Uh, in his career? Yeah, four or five years, you think? <laughs> One year ahead of, like, wait, what? But Miles, it was Miles Sanders. Two, two years difference. Okay. Yeah, Kamara yeah. entering year four, Sanders year two. Um, Kamara was banged that he recently said he, I, I think the problem with it is you're buying, off-season headlines from Peterson and Bruce, with Peterson saying that Miles Sanders is the feature guy, and Arian saying that Ronald Jones. Bruce Arians just lies about his about his running backs. You can go back and look at the last like ten years. He just doesn't tell the truth in the off-season about his running backs. So I like Ronald Jones as a sleeper, but I think Kamara is going to be better than Miles Sanders. So I would rather have Kamara than Miles Sanders, just because I don't necessarily believe that the Eagles will completely feed Miles Sanders. But Miles Sanders is awesome. Um. The Eagles are really deep. The Eagles are great. They're a, they're a great team. They're a Super Bowl contender. You know, Carson has to stay healthy. So the question is, is Carson a little overrated? That's the next mailbag question. Just segue right into it. Eagles talk. Hey guys, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. It's from DevLat95, the Apple podcast. I try to listen to it every weekday. Thank you. Do you guys think that on the national level, that national level, that Carson Wentz is a little overrated? I've been seeing some QB rankings with Wentz as a top five quarterback in the league. Uh, the second best quarterback in the NFC and better than guys like Dak and Watson. 
PFF had Wentz as the 26 quarterback from week nine on, including two games against the Giants and playing the Redskins and Cowboys. While he didn't have a good wide receiver core at that time, doesn't he seem to be getting too much credit for going nine and seven in that division? And also, isn't there too much stock everyone is putting into 2017 as Wentz hasn't even looked close to that then since he's leading, since that's leading into him being slightly overrated? Love the show, Devin from Maryland. P.S. I still think he's a top 10 quarterback, but maybe just a tad overrated. Yeah, I don't know nationally how people. I mean, Dan Orlovsky loves him, Debo loves him, but Debo admits that he's he and Dak are neck and neck, or maybe Dak's a little better. I don't think he's a top ten quarterback for me. I haven't made my list out officially. Did uh, he who shall not be named have him as a top ten quarterback? You do quarterbacks? Yes, he was uh, number eight or number nine, I believe. All right. Yeah, I, but um... he's not the second best quarterback in the NFC, and he's not a top five quarterback. I don't think too many people are making that argument, are they? Well, if he's the second best quarterback in the NFC, is that just behind Russell? Russell, I mean, would you rather have Matthew Stafford or Carson Wentz? I would. Would you rather have Drew Brees or Carson? Are we talking, are we talking just twenty twenty? Yeah, Tom yeah. Brady or Carson Wentz? I'm taking well, Stafford, this, Brady, and Brees over Carson Wentz. If it's for one year, for one year, if it's right, right. Five if years, it's, you're taking Wentz. Longevity, you're taking. I mean, Russell is Carson Wilson. Wentz better than Matt Ryan? I don't think so. Oh my God! Are you serious? <laughs> Debo, you're really bumming Debo um, off this episode. Bleep, Are you serious? Bleep had um, Carson Wentz number eight. Uh, Matt Stafford was actually seven. On that list, uh, he had Tom Brady number nine. Matt Ooh. Ryan is a former NFL MVP. I probably would take Matt Ryan over I mean, Matt Ryan. Is, I think it's has, close. Matt Ryan has like eight straight years of 4,000-yard seasons. Let me ask you this, Brinson. Carson Wentz doesn't have one year of playing 16 games, does he? Maybe uh, he does. Thursday's, so. Thursday's episode, you had an opportunity to draft Carson Wentz in our our quarterback coaching staff uh, draft, and instead you took Kyler Murray. So is Kyler Murray a better NFC quarterback than Carson Wentz? Well, that was a quarterback. That was a coach combo. So yeah, yeah I mean, I think I think that after this year, we'll consider Carson. I mean, Kyler ahead of Carson. I so. think I think Wentz's biggest problem. Like I don't think anyone thinks he's overrated. Get what I'm doing, guys. I'm using the bunny ears. I don't think anyone thinks he's overrated per se. I just I don't told JJ think... about those yesterday. He's like, what? wrong with that guy that's the right response <laughs> I, I just don't think we have a clear picture of how good he is because if you look at uh you know the two seasons where he missed games due to injury and then last year he's finally healthy but then his whole entire receiving core he's thrown to practice squad guys which is why uh you know he was down toward the second half of the season so you know we haven't seen Carson Wentz fully healthy and if he's been fully healthy we haven't seen his offensive weapons fully healthy so there's always been some just hanging on there of is Carson Wentz good? And I think it's going to be a question we keep asking until, you know, maybe he has a healthy receiving quarter this year. And look, he played out of his mind in 2017. And I would like to imagine that had he stayed healthy, they were still winning the Super Bowl. Cause Nick Foles, you know, Nick Foles is Nick Foles. You know who he didn't mention is Aaron Rodgers. No, we did. I think so. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Carson Wentz? Yeah. I don't think anyone disputes that, do they? Well, who would you rather have? Aaron Rodgers. I think I'd rather have Wentz. Oh, there you go. A little drama in the LBC. What about you? Definitely not a top. Well, I mean, okay. He's, I don't think he's, I would say with Dak and Carson Wentz that they, that they are both properly rated, but that because of the controversial nature of them being constantly compared, Ryan, that 
if you don't love Carson Wentz, then you think he's probably overrated. And if you do love Carson Wentz, then you probably think he's underrated. And some some of the overrated nature of this could be contributed to the fact that people are sick of hearing other folks yell about Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Possible? The funny thing is, like, I like Carson, I like Dak, and I think they're both rated about right. Like, they're in the same conversation. They're not indistinguishable, but they're they're pretty close. I think the crazy thing about Carson Wentz is that if you say, hey, pick a quarterback for 2020 out of the NFC, you could argue, certainly argue that he's outside of the top five, maybe even the top eight, because that's kind of what we've been doing. But if you're saying pick a quarterback for the next seven years, then you can make the argument that he is the number two quarterback in the NFC, and that might be your second pick if he has to be your quarterback for the next seven, Russell Wilson. Seven years? Russell's 30. It's played till he's 37. That's easy. I'm taking Russell Wilson as my quarterback for the next seven years. But but then you could take the make the argument that Wentz maybe is number two, or maybe it's Kyler Murray. So it really is odd that Wait, how much your thing again. Again, <laughs> if you only need a quarterback for 2020 season for just one year, you can argue that Wentz is outside the top five, maybe in the top eight. We were just naming quarterbacks that are better in the NFC. But if you need a quarterback for seven years, you can make the argument that Wentz is the number two pick. So it, th- that dynamic is weird that depending on what your argument is, you can move the goalposts to make the Wentz as the number two make sense or sound completely crazy just based on what you need. I think currently there's, years is insane. there's not much of a gap right now. Do you agree on that? Like the difference between a 2020 Tom Brady and a 2020 Aaron Rodgers and a 2020 Carson Wentz, there's, there's not that much difference. I think, I think that if you, if you showed up at my doorstep and you said, me, Debo, I'm from the future. One year in the future. Everyone, first of all, everyone's named Doug. It's amazing. Second of all, Carson Wentz is now better than Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and every NFC quarterback except Russell Wilson. I'd be like, oh, that's cool, future Debo. You know what would be more helpful? Tell me who won the Super Bowl so I don't look like an a-hole for picking the wrong team 10 years in a row. Uh, then he would say, duh, Carson Wentz. That's- and, I mean, he was the best quarterback in the NFL for one season in 2017. Oh. He was. He, for part of the season. 13 he didn't games. Play the whole season. I mean, okay. Um, did he win the MVP award? He, he did in my he mind. He did not. That is, that is <laughs> written mind. in my mind. Um, yeah, and I've... The, did the, he win the MVD award? Most valuable Doug? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and well, well, I don't know if you can use that argument because like you could say Andy Dalton was the best quarterback in 2015. No, so he he got was, no, what, no, he wasn't close to the best quarterback in 2015. Carson Palmer and Cam Newton were much better than Andy Dalton. That is the most asinine thing you've ever said. But it's not asinine. Cam Newton definitely. What a big jam. Wallace took it in his hands and said, and we're talking about conference and Andy Dalton's but, in the AFC. Right. But Breach, you brought up Matt Ryan and he had a fantastic 2016 and he's had a very good career and I, I love Matt Ryan, but it's along the same line. Like Carson's year in 2017 at that pace was comparable to Matt Ryan's, what they both did for their teams. Uh, I don't know about that statistically. Look at that. All right, let's look at that. We're going to have to dive into that because I happen to have Carson Wentz open and I have a Matt Ryan. Oh, I actually have a Matt Ryan tab open as well. Isn't that lovely? Uh, Matt Ryan in 2016, 9.3 yards per attempt. Carson Wentz in 2017, 8.3. That is a significant drop. Uh, Matt Ryan, 7.1 touchdown percentage, 38 touchdowns. Uh, Carson Wentz, 33 touchdowns, 7.5. So Carson Wentz has the slight edge there. 
Matt Ryan in 2016 completed 69.9% of his passes for 4,944 yards, 309 yards per game. Carson Wentz in 2017 averaged 253 yards per game and completed just over 60% of his passes. This isn't remotely close. Matt Ryan's numbers destroy Carson Wentz's numbers. I uh, thank you. I mean, if we're, if, if that's the only parameters, then, then that's fine. Glad that we're going to have the weekend away to sort of settle our differences here, Diva. Right. Uh, I just want the, the one that has, I've always stuck by and I think will be clear after this year. I, I think we're going to see Carson Wentz as a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Ooh. That's a bold statement. That's the one that I think gets to me, like this, Deshaun Watson's great, but I think if, if Carson's in that. So, so do you have Deshaun? Cause I think, Ryan probably has Deshaun as a top five quarterback. Uh, I have to go look at the list. Uh, he's up there. Yeah. He's in the conversation. I mean, I have... Mahomes, Lamar, and Ross are the only, it's like Belichick and Andy Reid at the top of the coaching list. Like we're not, do not come at me with a list of quarterbacks that does not include Mahomes, Lamar, and Ross at the top right now. Like anything else is stupid. Uh, after that, it gets very muddled though, because we're talking about a bunch of old guys, Brady, Breeze. Now, nobody's going to put Rivers in there right now, so I'm not going to try. But, I mean, you know, and then, like, this young group of dudes who are sort of jockeying for a position. And I, I don't think it's insane to think that Carson Wentz could be a top-five quarterback after this year, but he needs to take a big leap forward. Not a big leap. He just needs to stay healthy and have people to throw to. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean. He was balling out in 07. Uh, excuse me, 17. His touchdown percentage was, wasn't, wasn't sustainable, but sure. I mean. Do you think that Carson Wentz – so what What we got from Carson Wentz is that – what is that relative to ceiling, his ceiling and his floor? Is that his floor in 2019? Was that his – you know you know what I'm saying? I mean, he completed – Is his floor, he, he'll be fine. He was throwing to a bunch of undrafted free agents, former yeah. quarterbacks. I mean, if, if that's his floor, then his floor is a, a, a top-10 quarterback – in 2019. I mean, I think his floor is probably dictated by health. Like nobody's doubting that Carson Wentz is really good. Healthy. That's, that's right. I big... mean, we, we've seen that peak or probably he can exceed that peak if, if, if he stays healthy. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, he it's... came to the league at 24, man. Like he's already 27. Has he turned 28 yet? He's born in Raleigh, by the way. Oh God. 27. He'll be 28 at the, near the end of this season in December. You know who was born in Cincinnati? Russell Wilson. Boom. Just had to bring that up real quick. No one cares. Uh, um, but, well, Brinson was comparing Carson's season to Matt Ryan's and said it wasn't even close. But again, Carson Wentz's season was close to 2015 Andy Dalton, like incredibly close. <laughs> I That's fantastic. Why'd you have to bring that up? Congratulations, Debo. So Carson Wentz's ceiling is Andy Dalton. Carson Wentz's ceiling is the guy who got benched for Ryan Finley. Who Oddly enough, Carson Wentz also hasn't won a playoff game. Wah, wah, wah. Stop doing little those motions. Let's move the thing along. I like Carson Wentz, Breach and Brinson hate him. I don't I, hate him. I don't, I don't, I think that where Carson Wentz ranks in terms of being overrated or underrated is entirely dependent on whether you like Carson Wentz more or like Dak Prescott more. If you okay. like Carson Wentz more, you think he's probably a little underrated. And if you like Dak more, you think Carson Wentz is probably a little overrated. Does that ten seem fair? Ten months from now, assuming a 16-game schedule, playoffs, the Super Bowl, who will you be higher on, uh, Carson Wentz or Kyler Murray? 
I believe the answer will be Kyler Murray. Ooh. I think the answer will be Carson Wentz. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Carson. All right. Okay. I mean, do you, do you, do we think that Carson Wentz is about to unleash the best season of his career? If the left tackle's good and Jalen Rager, if Jalen Rager plays like Deontay Johnson did last year, yes. Carson Wentz is 2017. And granted, obviously only played 13 games, approximate value 14. That was, Car- that was what Kyler Murray produced last year as a rookie. I mean, Kyler Murray is at a, I mean, 64% passing, 3,722 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks, and he was sacked 48 times. Like, I mean, I'm, I don't know, man. I mean, if that's Kyler Murray's floor as a rookie, are we in enti- I don't know. I, I just don't know that. We don't know if it's his floor. We'll see. What is Carson Wentz's ceiling? Is he going to go for 5,000 passing yards and 40 touchdowns? Good. Maybe. What did, what did, um, Nick Foles do that year with Andy Reid? He had like 28 touchdowns. and two, but that was, we had like 1,800 passing yards and like 27 and two. With Chip Kelly, too, not Andy Reid. Chip Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Andy Reid, to refer to you as Chip Kelly. <laughs> yeah. You can say Chip, well, you can't say Chip because Chip, you could be talking about Chip Patterson. Charles. That's what you call him, Charles. Charles Kelly. Carl, All right. Carl is Chip Patterson. Okay, so enough. I hope that everybody got to fill in the Eagles. Debo's, Debo's you know, diabolical to, plan worked. Debo, do you need to add anything here? No. Uh, Carson over Dak and Deshaun Watson. Uh, let's bring up the receipts in uh, January. All right, well, let's let's all rank those a year from now. Yes. And we'll get out. All right, so you have Carson and then Dak or then Deshaun? Dak and Deshaun. Okay. And where this is how they will look a year from now, how we think they will look a year from now. Debo says Carson, Dak, Deshaun. Based on their season, not our projections for 2021, right? Yeah. What, what, how we think after this season happens, we will rank them. Our lasting thoughts. You're projecting how they'll do and then, and then that influences your ranking. Carson for Debo and then Dak and then Deshaun. Takeaway here is that Debo hates Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he does. All right. Go ahead, Breach. So weird. Wait, we're ranking how we think they're going to do in 2020 or how we're going to look at their career after the 2020 season? Well, what's going on? All right. If we're ranking how I think they're going to do how, in 2020. One year from, one year from now, how will you, John Breach, rank based on their production that you think they will have in 2020? Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and Deshaun Watson. I'll say Dak, Deshaun, Carson. Ooh, that's what I'll say too. I was going to go with that as well. Dak, I think, I think Dak will, I think Dak, I think Dak is going to be like the MVP. Look, look at Diva's face. He's like, oh, why am I working with these? Diva's, Diva's got that, you know, that, that meme where the guy's like, it's like a fake smile and he's just crying angrily underneath. That's Diva right now. He's like, the mask on. Who's this guy's? Yeah. Um, I, I think Dak's going to have a monster year. Well, the biggest, like if Andre Dillard's my biggest concern in Philadelphia, my biggest concern in Dallas is Mike McCarthy. It's fair. Just saying. All right. It's a big right. concern. Okay. That is the Eagles discussion. Let's take a break and we come back more mailbag. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I lied. It's not all the Eagles talk. Um, dunked on by Brinson. 
That's because uh, we got a two reviews coming up from uh, a, a Eagles fan. Actually, Eagles underscore P-H-A-N. I assume this is a fish situation. So if so, we'll chat about that. Uh, he says, dunked on by Brinson. This is Ken H11, the Apple podcast. So I got myself dunked on this week by Brinson for saying he doesn't give the Eagles any love. It was glorious. The cost was two five-star reviews. One is coming from a friend who loves the show as well. Let's find out about that. Before I ask my question, make sure you add Debo is the fourth co-host. He kills it constantly. We'll find out about that. My question is pretty simple. Where can we expect a two-hour podcast where you all come to the table with your bold predictions for 2020? That was my first listen last year, and while I'm 99% sure all the predictions were completely wrong, it was entertaining as hell and hooked me to your show. Maybe you can review last year's too, but I'm excited to hear if you think Big Ben will win MVP or the Raiders will go 0-16 again, Brinson. Cue the music. Breach, do you have that? Seems like something you would have handy. Do you have the predictions from last year? I don't have our predictions handy because we did it in podcast form. I didn't have time to write them down. Oh, okay. we didn't. I, don't I, I know. I know that I had Big Ben to win MVP and um, to the Raiders. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, well, because we were looking, then they beat the Broncos in Week One, of course. <laughs> I uh, made the Raiders bandwagon as well. I shouldn't say too much. Let's see if I can find. Um, God, you know what? Isn't you know what? You can't search Google with bold predictions for breach. I mean, there's just like 4 million posts. It's like eight bold divisional round predictions for the 2020 NFL playoffs. Bold it, predictions for the 2020 NFL playoffs wild card round. It's, it's, bold predictions for week one of the preseason for the kickers. I've, I've actually trademarked bold predictions. Uh, so if you put that on a T-shirt, I get royalty money. Do you, Breach, I, I, my theory is this, that you like to uh, barter – in the, in the bold prediction, you like to dabble in bold predictions because it allows you to take your insane thoughts that you have in your head and to put them on paper. The things that you believe really will happen because you're a crazy person, but put them on paper. But because you attach bold, bold predictions to it, it's the ultimate caveat that allows you to say, Hey, it was a bold prediction. You can't get mad at me for that. And if it's a bold prediction, people only expect you to hit like one out of 10. And if you hit one out of ten, they think you're having an incredible success rate. And generally, I can hit one or two out of ten, so it, it works well. By the way, here's your uh, preseason poll predictions, division by division. Uh, in the AFC East, Josh Gordon hits a thousand receiving yards. <laughs> the Browns make the playoffs. The Colts don't have a losing record. The Raiders finish with the worst record in the NFL. Miles Sanders wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. The Bears miss the playoffs. So there's one. Drew Brees wins NFL MVP. Wait, I thought that was the worst pick of the draft. Oh, my God. This was for 2019. This is not for 2020 and 2021. Interesting. 49ers finished under 500. That was a good one. Uh, why don't you scroll down? Scroll down. That's all of them. That's all of them. Who'd I have winning the Super Bowl? The, the Kansas City cool. Chiefs. Who'd uh, I have in the NFC title game? The Green Bay Packers. Boom, that's all. That's all uh, yeah, you yeah, 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 we know. We know. You mentioned the Green Bay thing a million times. Ironically, the Chiefs not that bold, and you included it. Like the Chiefs were like five to one to win the Super Bowl. They were eight uh, to one. Okay, that's not that bold. Um, at any rate, you had to pick somebody. You did it. It's fine. How about uh, uh, does anybody while, while while we were reading this? Does anybody remember how many of those breach brought to the table? I'm guessing a couple. How about I don't because I don't remember. Joe Flacco leads the Broncos to the playoffs. Will Brinson? Oh. Uh, they're bold predictions. You're only supposed to get like one out of ten. Thanks. Yeah, but you have to at least get that one, Brinson. I mean, to that one too. Um, yeah, I said. I mean, 
Dalvin I, I Cook leads the league in rushing yards. You run a pretty good pace for that one. That's, that's a, that was a, that was a good one. Garrett Bradbury, something about Garrett Bradbury that I remember. I yeah, that was last year. Good lord, it was like ten years ago. We've been making fun of you so long on that one. Garrett Bradbury's retired in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, Dalvin Cook one was good though. I feel like you could have won that if he didn't get injured. Andy Dalton hits career high. That was on a good pace. Did you mention that one? Breach, yeah, breach and Andy Dalton. Oh, that's how that was the led to the Mitchell to the, the Dalton bet. tattoo bet with uh, uh, Bleep. Bleep doesn't work here anymore, so I don't have to pay off that bet. That, that was a, that was a coworker ooh, bet. That is a pretty big welch by you, my friend. Um, I don't, I don't remember exactly what all of them were, but yeah. So the, the larger point of this is that we will be doing a huge bold prediction show the week that the season starts. Maybe we'll make it two hours. Hey, who, who has more catches in 20 or more yards in 2020? Sammy or Devante? Devante Parker over Sammy Watkins. That had to have been born out of that podcast, right? It was week one. I think is when it started because Sammy had a huge, Huge week one. And it was just a laugh riot. Y'all, all, like, y'all murdering me. Sammy went for 230 yards in week one or something like that. Sammy basically did the Viacom CBS, uh, parental leave thing. He was gone for 12 weeks and then show up again to the play. <laughs> <laughs> right, and Aaron, our HR laundry. Actually, it's not laundry. Aaron, our, our, our daintily fresh, clean laundry that he's airing out that window. Yes, Debo, you look like you want to say something. No. Nope. Uh, I do want to say, the Eagles fan, PH. I don't know if that's a fish reference. There's a lot Could of people. Philly. Could yes, be Philly. Uh, that's, that's very common amongst Philadelphia to, to use the PH in that sense and, and not fish. I know, you know, fish is sacred ground on this podcast, but it might just be, might just be Philadelphia. That's, that's my guess. Right. Because being an Eagles fan with an F wouldn't fully indicate that you are into Philadelphia. You need the PH. Is that what it is? Probably taken, but maybe Doug fan, D-U-G-P-H-A-N. No, my hope is my hope is that this podcast goes away and you have to do an e- Eagles only podcast. <laughs> locked on, locked on, Doug. <laughs> a daily, the daily Doug. Prince and I have a, a little trivia question for you. Um, so today, actually, one year on the Pick Six Pod for for yours truly. How many episodes? And now I missed a couple. You missed a couple. How many episodes since August twelfth of last year do you think we've had of the Pick Six Podcast? Uh, by the, by the way, I should point out today. So we're recording this on Wednesday. This is the, this is the one year anniversary. I, so what did I get Diva for his anniversary? I yelled about Doug for like 10 minutes. Um, we had, and this goes back to like not finishing sentences. We had something planned and I, and I forgot to finish it. I didn't, I didn't complete the task. All right. Well, uh, the question for Debo, then I, I, me and Breach will guess. Yeah. T- everybody takes some guesses. How many episodes have been done between your first episode and, today. and Wednesday? Wednesday, August twelfth, yeah. Just okay. Aug- so, August twelfth, twenty nineteen to August twelfth, twenty twenty. We're doing two episodes today. We're counting those two episodes. Okay, so can I? Okay, so we're counting those two episodes. So, I mean, let's say fifty-two times five, right? That's two hundred sixty episodes, bare minimum on the daily basis. Um, I mean, uh, we did the preview shows two episodes per day, twice a day for sixteen weeks last year. So that's an additional, so we're up to 276. Wilson, that's, you guess one over, Brenton, and I'm going to guess one under. You're going to prices right me? Oh, we're going to prices so right we're 276. You. you know what? I'm going to do, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do the whole math thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess that it, that it somehow magically evened out perfectly. It's 365. I'm going to say 350. 
I am going to go low, man, on the totem pole and say 313. I'm offended, Breach. Um, so it works out where before today it was 398, and these two make it 400. Wow. Oh, my 400 God. episodes. Um, Wait, okay, oh so Debo, we are going to get you. Well, you know what? It's, it's on air. It's on a key, EK and myself. We both dropped the ball on our planned, uh, thing. So if you guys want to tweet at Debo and can wish him happy one year, one year anniversary of working on the pick six podcast. Uh, just one year of being plucked from a peaceful job producing shows at cbssports.com and HQ and dropped into the hellscape that is doing a daily podcast with me. Uh, but Jay, somehow you know, he has yeah. not gone crazy doing 400 shows with Brenton. You make you make the show better, Debo. It wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be very good without you. I gotta tell you that. When we wouldn't be nominated for a People's Choice Podcast Award with other such illuminous podcasts like. All creatures. Po- oh no, sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, Thirty for thirty, ain't hard to tell. What the hell that is? Island College basketball, fantasy football today. Nothing personal with David Sampson. Packers fan podcast, the fantasy footballers, the game time guru, and the thread slash let us play. Okay, we can win that. We're gonna win. Let's do it. If uh, we win, I will do something insane. I, I appreciate it though. Um, Bold predictions in September. We're going to keep going just as many episodes as last year. Maybe another 400 between now and uh, next August. Love it. Okay. Uh, Brinson, don't tell by Brinson 2.0 because we had to get two reviews. Um, this is from uh, OMGSH, the Apple podcast, the friend of Eagles fan, Ken. First and foremost, I would like to say that I've never been dunked on. But a friend of mine that is an Eagles fan was dunked on now and now owes two five-star reviews. This is the second. Recent listener, and I am a fan of the podcast. Started listening when you were running through every team. So my question is, what receiver do you expect to have a breakout year? And why did you you pick Preston Williams? Doesn't have to be a young receiver, just someone with a relatively down year last year. Uh, Okay. I've got, you know what? I actually did. This is, you know what? This is my present to you, Diva. I did prep for this show. That's a lie. I did. I have a huge list of receivers who I think could qualify. I even did uh, a bunch of prep for the coach QB combos. So um, nice. maybe Debo wearing off on me. Uh, but I will let you guys go first if you are so inclined. Should we name one or two? Uh, okay. Same name one. We'll just go, go around the horn on uh, – remember, don't have to be young receivers. can be – Guys bouncing back from bad seasons. Uh, or I've got a big list of young guys and a couple guys who could possibly pop up. I'm going to go with an obvious one because he plays in the Chiefs offense, and that is McCole Hardman. Yeah, great choice. Under one, 550 yards last year, but I think he could absolutely blow up in 2020. I can't believe you didn't see Sammy Watkins. That was a layup. <laughs> well, the, the, the working theory is that McCole Hardman is going to replace Sammy Watkins or even potentially replace Tyreek Hill once he gets to the end of his career. Hardman and Tyreek Hill Grace. Tyreek and McCole raced. Yeah. Yeah. Ty- uh, when did they race? Last week, I think. They put it on Twitter. Yeah. Right, so Tyreek Tyreek won. Won. yeah. yeah. And, and McCole ran like a 4 3 or something. Michael Hartman's really fast. He's really good. I mean, uh, like, my, my name, I have two players, potentially same team. Uh, Hollywood Brown. I think he should, he should bust out. Okay. Uh, for part of last year, he actually played well when he was. You're not going to name his cousin next time. I'm going to name his cousin, Antonio Brown. Whoa, that, that's interesting, Wilson. Thank All you. right. Um, Wait, I got one more. 
I, I didn't know we were going to name both. I thought we were going around. Let's just go on because they were cousins. This better? Well, potentially on the same team. So, no, you can't go breach. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Instead, I'm going to snake you and take AJ Green, who could potentially uh... bounce back as a healthy guy after missing the entire year last year. I, I, I've been drafting him. That's, I'm drafting him everywhere in fantasy. Like, I'm buying into AJ Green. I think Zach Taylor's offense will be much better with, with an improved offensive line and with Joe Burrow slash not Andy Dalton. And so uh, give me all the A.J. Green shares that I can take. Nobody else seems to want him. I think A.J. Green has a big year this year. I was thinking A.J. Green, but I knew Brinson would steal him from me, so I'm going to come back with someone else uh, who only plays 90 miles away from A.J. Green, and that is Paris Campbell. Oh, no! That was my top option! For the Indianapolis oh, no. Colts! I think Paris Campbell could have a monstrous year. Obviously, dealing with injuries, only had 127 yards receiving last season. But, man, in that offense, it's going to be loaded. People's trying to stop T.Y. Hilton. All of a sudden, things open up for Paris Campbell. Now, Breach, I believe this is the point of the show where we ask you, what did you think of Jamie Eisenberg's 2020 breakout receiver list that you wrote for CBSSports.com? I thought it was awesome. Because you've already named two of the guys on there. Oh, well. Which is clear. Me and Jamie were texting each other this past week and we're very, very close friends. I read his work. I'm sorry. I think you Googled breakout receivers and that was the first article that popped up. Not really. I just read Jamie's work. I didn't have to Google anything. Uh, Ryan, your turn. Uh, I don't have the list in front of me. I was only going two names. I'm done. Okay. That (laughs) that was pretty fast. Uh, actually I'll do quickly. JJ Arcega Whiteside. Just so there you go. I like JJ as a breakout. I didn't even, I didn't even think about including him on the list. And actually, I did sort of borrow from Jamie's list too. It's a good list. You should check it out at cbssports.com. Um, Jamie's is more about young guys. I actually think that there's a, a very good case to be made for Preston Williams in the Dolphins offense. His final three games before he suffered an injury that knocked him out of the season, he had 15 catches on 24 targets, 196 yards and two touchdowns. That was against the Bills. Very good defense. The Steelers, very good defense and the Jets who are, you know, they exist. I think. Um, it- it's an ACL injury, though. Yeah, it was, but that, that's easy these days. Uh, his, that's a 16-game pace of 80 catches, 10-45, and 11 touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, offense could be better this year. I, I, he's not a guy I dislike. All right, who else you got? That was it. Okay, all right. I have a couple more. I don't. Does Michael Gallup count? I mean. He had, he had 1,100 yards last year. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah, right. it doesn't count then. Okay. I would just say that he, I think he's going too late in fantasy drafts. Like he could be the number one receiver on the Cowboys this year easily. Okay. People are like putting him in line with CD Lamb. He's a third year receiver. He's like, he's a monster. Like he could be better than Amari Cooper this year. Uh, Alan Lazard. Yeah, we'll see. The number two in Green Bay. Somebody's got to catch the passes. Yeah. I think James Washington or Deontay Johnson qualify as somebody from Pittsburgh. Yep. I think John, um, Washington more than Johnson. I think Johnson, they both had decent years last year, but yeah, I'm with you. It remains to be seen. Like if Ben Ben has to be healthy for 16 games and like, who does he, does he end up having a rapport with one of those guys versus the other? But again, Um, no there. So it is a story about him getting angry for not getting passes thrown his way. That's true. John Ross, deep sleeper. Um, John Ross, just COVID. Oh, he did opt out. Did no, his son has COVID, so he left training camp. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. That, that's just I hope, something. I hope everybody's okay. I right. Um, so Brinson, from the sound of it, naming AJ Green and John Ross seems like you're, somebody's pretty high on the Bengals this year. Yeah. I'm high on the Bengals. We've been over this. I think the how, Bengals. How high? Like, like Super Bowl high? No. I mean, I was going to say like, uh, Afro Man high. <laughs> Cause I got high. Cause I got high. 
I had to sing the song in case people didn't know and thought you were just talking about. I was gonna go to class, but then I got high. I was gonna pick the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, but then I got high. No, I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl at that time. Uh, No, I would say that uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bengals made the playoffs. Oh, please stop it! Quip that, Debo, and let everybody know that Brinson's been brainwashed by three thousand. Joe Burrow leads the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, that that would now this would be bold. The Bengals and the Browns finish first and second in the AFC North. Okay. State of Ohio hasn't won a playoff game this century, but I love it. I just clipped that and you singing to Afro Man. <laughs> Afro Man and, uh, like there's some dumb pleasures in life. Afro Man and dude, where's my car? You know, no. remember that movie? Of course I do. Stifler and Ashton Kutcher. No, that's right. Stifler. They're messed up. They lose their car and then spend the whole day chasing it. I've it's had that very, situation. Very, it's very, very stupid. But it's... In, in college, I forgot where I parked my car once. Who, who amongst us hasn't? Uh, I also looked at Jamie's article, by the way. And I, I mean, I liked a lot of the guys on there. Steven Sims, good choice in Washington. Kelvin Harmon out. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, and then Anthony Miller in Chicago. I don't know if there's going to be enough volume in, in Chicago, but and Allen Robinson soaks up a ton of targets. But, you know, they have 14 tight ends and none of them are any good. So why not Anthony Miller? Anybody else? No, I'm good. I love when Ryan has to take his kid somewhere. It's very short. I'm just... Well, I mean, his kid needs to go. He can't walk. <laughs> He's like, if I if I answer this, then Brinson will keep talking for 30 You guys minutes. are doing soccer practice up there, huh? Yeah. They're playing small-sided games, not full-sided. So, and you have to, even sitting outside watching, you have to wear a mask. Yeah, okay. That's good. Four on four, five on five. I'm glad they get to get out and do team activities. Yeah. Okay, that's the show. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you on Monday. Nerd Week starts. Get your calculators, your TI-82s. Me and Wilson are peacing out. We won't be on next week. Sorry, everyone. Wow, which is ironic because you guys are both nerds. Follow me on Twitter. I'll make a video, and and you can see my face, and maybe I'll talk in it. I'll show off my Next week feels like an emergency podcast week, by the way. Oh, boys. Doesn't it, Diva? Yeah, we got one coming. Happy belated anniversary, just like with my real wife, I forgot to wish it, I forgot to wish you happy anniversary until you reminded me that it was your one year anniversary, even though I did have good intentions. Ryan and John can confirm. Is that what you told AK? I had good intentions. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm not treating you any differently than my, my, like, oh, it's our anniversary. And, but I'm like, I'm like my real wife. I didn't lie about having good intentions. Like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going on a trip for 10. Don't worry about it. Sure. Nothing. The road to hell. Yes, yeah, paved with good intentions. This Randy Travis, baby. Oh, is it? I thought it was in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Your mother's a preacher, and you're asking, you're telling me Randy Travis is the first person to say that. Oh, he's Google. He's googling furiously. Breach. <laughs> I mean, is it a Travis invent road to hell is paved with good intentions? <laughs> no, dumbass. Proverb. I don't think it's in the Bible. I don't think it's like, and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like, Ask Randy Travis. Ask Randy. Princeton, why don't you Google that over the weekend and then let us know in two weeks. When you're off a nerd week. Yeah, let us know how that All right, I'll, I, will, I will give you a full detail breakdown on the road to hell is paid for good intentions in two weeks when I see you guys again. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you on Monday. <laughs>